Full Scope, Human Longevity and Performance Podcast. We want you to become the most exceptional, high-performing version of yourself. And to facilitate this, we are giving away the Longevity Fundamentals Handbook absolutely free. This is a tremendous resource that will tell you the lifestyle behaviors and mindset that will lead to the best outcomes and longevity. To get this, go to our website, wondermedicine.com or fullscope.org, put in your email, and we will send you this amazing resource, the Longevity Fundamentals Handbook. Human Civilization and all of the 7.7 billion people on planet Earth depend on a healthy, stable, and functioning planet to survive. But unfortunately, human actions, and namely rampant pollution and habitat destruction, are destabilizing our planet. Unfortunately, this is leading to a more energized Earth that lacks resilience and could potentially become unable to support human civilization as we know it today. And in fact, all of our best science points to the idea that it will not support the civilization we have today if we continue on our current trajectory. We must change now. Today on Full Scope, we're going to talk about something that makes me depressed It makes me anxious, and it makes me scared for future generations on our planet. And that is the destruction and destabilization of our planet and our home, Earth. Greenland has a tremendously large glacier on it that is over two miles thick. Earth scientists have been studying Earth using this glacier. And what's been happening is they've been drilling out ice cores. So you can think about long tubes of ice deep in this glacier that are removed. And those ice contain little bubbles of gas. And those bubbles tell us what Earth's atmosphere and climate was like in Earth's history. And in fact, we have data from the last 100,000 years about the temperature of Earth and the constitution of the atmosphere based on that. For most of the last 100,000 years, Earth's temperature has been labile. It's varied by as many as 10 degrees Celsius or 18 degrees Fahrenheit over as short of a period of time as a decade. And that temperature change has mirrored the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Remarkably, About 10,000 years ago, Earth's climate stabilized. And for the last 10,000 years, Earth's average temperature has varied by only 1 degree Celsius. With this stability, sea level stabilized. We started having seasons that were predictable and reliable weather. We call this period in time the Holocene, And it's unlike anything else we've ever seen in Earth's history. Life was abundant during this time. It's characterized by ice sheets on both poles, flowing rivers, and vast forests. 
Interestingly, humans, which had been around for a long time prior to this, jumped straight into starting civilizations very quickly, as soon as the temperature stabilized. And remarkably, around the world, we saw the domestication of multiple crops in different areas by different groups of people who, of course, had no communication above them, uh, between them. This was a remarkable period that allowed us to start our civilization, allowed us to build the modern world that we know, and humans have never known a different world. Unfortunately, in the last 50 years, everything has changed. Our industrial processes have began letting out various gases into Earth's atmosphere and changing its composition. Greenhouse gases like CO2, methane, and nitrous oxide have exponentially increased over the last 50 years, more so than they have in the past 800,000 years. This is a huge deal, and this is mostly a result of our fossil fuel combustion and other industrial processes. With that rise in CO2 has come a rise in temperature. Earth is now 1.1 degrees Celsius warmer than it was 50 years ago. This is more variation than in the last 10,000 years with our temperatures over the Holocene period. Today, over half of the world's habitable land is used for crops and livestock and human civilization. Humans now move more rock and sediment than any and all of Earth's processes. Over 60% of the wildlife by mass have been destroyed in the last 40 years. And 9 out of 10 of us breathe unhealthy air. Because humans now appear to be the primary driver of climate and things like that on Earth, we now call this new geological epoch or, or era the Anthropocene era. And remember, anytime you hear anthro, you think about humans, anthropology or, or whatever word. And so we're, we've now left the stable, wonderful period called the Holocene, and our best climate scientists in the world are calling this now the Anthropocene, and the outlook look, looks really bad, people. It looks uh, not good. Just recently on Netflix, I watched the documentary Breaking Boundaries, The Science of Our Planet. It was released in 2021, and the main people on it are uh, Swedish scientist Rockström and uh, Johan Rockström and David Attenborough. And this documentary did an amazing job of talking about what the issues are. And they introduced me to a concept called planetary boundaries. And then I then went and looked at a bunch of Johan Rockström's primary research after this. And I think it's really enlightening. And it's also really amazing because Earth scientists have now tr began trying to quantify um, how far we can push certain systems on Earth before they could potentially become uh, destabilized, and then how far when we're fully in the danger zone as far as destabilizing our planet. And again, we call those planetary boundaries, and we're going to talk about all of those. And just to run through them really quickly, there is climate change, 
novel chemical entities created by chemical companies. There is stratospheric ozone depletion. There's atmospheric aerosols or pollution in our air or particulates. There's ocean acidification. There are disruptions in nutrient cycles or biochemical flows. There is how we use and use too much of our fresh water. There is how we use our land. And then there is the biosphere or the integrity of biodiversity on our planet. And all of these things are really powerful ideas and have really important implications for the health of our planet. It's a good way and a good system to measure where we are and how far we can push things before problems occur. And I will say that in several of these uh, systems, we have pushed it too far, namely climate change and biodiversity collapse. Our planet is getting warmer, the ice is melting, and the habitat destruction that we are doing and the loss of nature in the natural world is causing a biodiversity collapse. It is important to note that all of these systems mentioned are connected, and when one system becomes destabilized, it's much more likely that other systems will follow or be affected by that. These changes have effects on human health right now. We are seeing problems that are happening in our world that are directly related to humans destabilizing our planet that are affecting human health right now. But if this trend continues and we push the earth too far and all of the systems which currently keep our earth in check cool it bring down carbon dioxide from our atmosphere if we push those systems too far they could start feeding on themselves and get worse and worse and with human current technology we may not be able to stop them and if that happens the planet could become such that human civilization as we know it would not be supportable on earth this should not be a hard concept for people to understand just look at the planetary science of every single other rock on our solar system and ask yourself what it would be like to live in that environment you may fire when ready commander Set your target on Earth. Fire! Alright, I want to go over these nine planetary boundaries specifically. We're going to talk about how humans are destabilizing these boundaries. And then what things may need to be done to get back into a safe operating space. Let's start with global warming. As stated... Humans are now the primary drivers of climate change on planet Earth. And that is largely because of our production and emission of greenhouse gases, mostly from the burning of fossil fuel. For a long time, global warming was like this political issue, whereas like people were just denying it and saying this just wasn't happening and it was fake. And, you know, volcanoes let off so much 
carbon dioxide and other other gases that human effects are are minimal compared to that and it's just not what the science says it's just not true and at this point to ignore this problem would be so foolish so let's start off by talking about what earth's atmosphere is actually made of it's 78 percent nitrogen 21 percent oxygen 0.9 percent argon and then less than 1% of all the other things that make it up. And part of that, which makes up about 0.03%, is carbon dioxide. And the amount of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere is perhaps the biggest driver of the Earth's temperature. And carbon dioxide, along with other greenhouse gases, like methane and nitrous oxide, can warm our planet. And in fact, that's what is meant by the term greenhouse gas. Other important greenhouse gases include even things like water vapor and ozone. And these greenhouse gases are very, very important. In fact, without them, the average temperature on Earth's surface would be minus 18 degrees Celsius or 0 degrees Fahrenheit. That would not be good for life. We need these greenhouse gases. Essentially, what they do is they absorb and emit radiant energy from the sun in the form of infrared radiation. The problem is, if we get too much of them, and it doesn't take too much of a change to make a big difference, we can heat our planet. And when we heat our planet, that can have other consequences. In 1950, and throughout most of the Holocene period, the last 10,000 years of unprecedented global stability, the amount of CO2 in our atmosphere was 280 parts per million. Now, because of mostly human burning of fossil fuel, the amount of CO2 has risen to 420 parts per million. We are in the danger zone right now as far as CO2 goes and it's estimated that as soon as we cross the 450 parts per million which we are on course for very soon we are going to be in a very very high risk zone as stated Earth's temperature is now up 1.1 degrees Celsius over the last 50 years and when we cross the 1.5 degrees Celsius barrier, bad things happen. And when we cross the 2 degrees Celsius, really bad things could potentially happen. And I'll explain why. The first thing is our ice. The ice on the planet is so important in cooling our planet. In fact, having two big caps of ice on both of our poles in large glaciers throughout the continents is really important because it reflects energy from the sun. 90 to 95% of the heat from the sun is reflected off of these bodies, and that helps cool our planet. But right now, because of the warming temperatures, these glaciers are losing mass. They're melting. And as they melt, think about 
before we talk about that, just think about snow in your house. It falls, and at first it's brilliantly white and beautiful. But as it melts, it gets dirty. It gets dirt on it. And that dark dirt material starts absorbing light instead of reflecting it. And that accelerates the process of melting. And so as these glaciers melt, by the, the, the nature of melting snow, that process will begin to accelerate. Some of the biggest pieces of ice on our planet are in Greenland and Antarctica. Greenland has an ice sheet on it that is two miles thick. It goes way up into Earth's atmosphere where it's much colder than at sea level areas. This ice sheet is currently melting at a rate of 10,000 meters squared of ice per second. It is melting quickly. If the entire Greenland ice sheet melted, and at the current trajectory it is going to melt in the next 100 or 200 years, sea levels will rise 7 meters. That's approximately 22 feet. That's enough to put many, many coastal areas underwater by itself. When we look at other ice sheets as well, and particularly the biggest ice sheets in the world, Antarctica, this equation gets even scarier. West Antarctica has enough ice to raise sea levels about 5 meters, but East Antarctica is a huge piece of ice that, if melted, would raise sea levels by 50 meters. Altogether, if all the glaciers on Earth melted, and they are melting right now at accelerating rates we would raise sea levels approximately 70 meters or 200 feet this would put entire geographic areas underwater this could be a big problem and this is why these changes can can build on each other you know, you have these ice sheets that are so important for cooling our planet. As the CO2 in our atmosphere goes up, it makes the temperature hotter. Those ice sheets start to melt. As they melt and disappear, we lose the cooling from having those ice sheets in the first place, and those temperature increases compound on each other. It's really hard to predict what will actually happen because there's so many variables at play, but a lot of the different scenarios look really bad and dire and because of that and because of us being in the danger zone as far as co2 in our atmosphere goes it is so important that we start cutting carbon emissions immediately uh, dr rockstrom has basically said that he thinks in order to keep us below the 1.5 degrees celsius temperature boundary we need to start cutting carbon emissions in half every decade right now until finally, around 2050, we get to a net carbon neutral or zero carbon emission society. And we can do that. If we put our heads together, we could do that right now. And the potential implications of not doing that could be enormous. And let's say that, that uh, these climate scientists have messed up their equation a little bit. Let's say that you know maybe we could handle... 500 parts per million of CO2 or maybe 600 parts per million of CO2 
Are we really going to keep rolling the dice on this? All the smartest people in the world are saying that this is an issue and this is happening. And the scientists that study the planet are measuring it now. Because we've now been doing these changes for 50, 70, 100 years. Pretty much since the Industrial Revolution. Global warming is real. It's a big deal. And it's perhaps uh, the most scary destabilizing aspect of our planet. And at the end of the day, it's really a pollution thing. We're letting off CO2. That that extra CO2 is essentially pollution. And that's why I boil uh, global warming essentially down to pollution or emissions. The ability to destabilize the planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. What's up, Full Scope listeners? If you are enjoying this content, if this content is bringing you value, please share it with your friends, loved ones, and everyone else. Post it online, on social media. Let your friends know. Have them subscribe. Put the word out there. That's all we really ask. And at the very least, give us a review and rate the podcast. Thanks so much. Let's get back to the show. Okay, the next planetary boundary is regarding our use of land. And as stated initially, over 50% of the usable land on Earth is now used for agriculture, livestock, and human civilization. And it is ever-expanding. We are expanding our human footprint into the natural world every single day, And the natural world just can't handle it. One of the important parts of our natural world are our forests. Anybody who knows me knows how important trees are to me. I love them. They're beautiful and forests are sacred places. We have rainforests, temperate forests, arboreal forests. And they cover our planet in this beautiful, vast wildernesses. They capture carbon from our atmosphere and store them in their trunks. They breathe oxygen, which give us the ability to live on the planet. Unfortunately, humans have destroyed 40% of the Earth's forests. We have cut down 40% of Earth's forests already. This is an amazingly large problem. And I want to highlight an area called the lungs of our planet, the Amazon. The Amazon rainforest is so important for the health of our planet. And it is being destroyed at an accelerating pace. Right now, 20% of the Amazon is gone. It's just gone. And this, this is... While we are continuing to cut more of it down to make room for livestock and soya farming. So agriculture, human agriculture. We are destroying the Amazon to make more room to raise cattle. Unfortunately, as we cut down the rainforest and as the planet becomes hotter, more energized, the Amazon is also drying out. And what we're seeing is that the dry season 
is getting a little bit longer every year. In fact, since 1980, the dry season in many parts of the Amazon has increased by six days per decade. Six days per decade. Historically, the dry season in the Amazon lasted about three months. But that dry season is expanding. And when the dry season in the Amazon becomes longer than four months, and in some areas it already has, the forest begins being replaced by grasslands. It can no longer support rainforest, and so it becomes savanna. It's called savannization. And it is scary because we're cutting down the Amazon now. You know, we're using, we're getting wood, we're getting resources, and then we're using it to raise cattle on. But once we tip this over too far, the Amazon is going to start and has begun spontaneously turning into grassland. This could threaten 50 to 60% of the Amazon rainforest, this savannization, and it's, it's not good. We need to find a boundary between how much of the usable earth surface can be used for agriculture and farming and ranching and how much we need to reserve for the natural world to maintain the health and balance of our planet. And in my opinion, we have crossed this boundary already. It is time for us to stop encroaching into the natural world. And it is even time for us to start giving back some of the land that we've taken to the natural world to assure its long-term health. We need to plant back those 40% of forests that we have taken down. Along with this encroachment into the natural world has come an increase in the incidence of zoonotic diseases. We've talked a lot about zoonotic diseases in other, in other episodes, and those are, are diseases that jump from animals to humans. It's, it's known that Ebola and HIV are zoonotic diseases that have jumped from animals to humans, probably because of our encroachment into the natural world. We're also seeing increases in things like Lyme disease from the spirocrete uh, Bergdorfi and Leishmaniasis, which is a trypanosomal parasite that spread through the bite of sandflies, as well as malaria. On top of the spread of diseases, we're also poisoning the planet with heavy metals and other chemicals as we expand our agriculture. The soil in the rainforest has a lot of mercury in it. That mercury is safe in that soil, but as we deforest the Amazon, that soil runs off and that mercury is released. It gets into our food, ca food chains, accumulates in fish and bigger fish, and we eat those fish and it accumulates in us. The destruction of the habitable land on Earth, and I shouldn't say destruction, the, the use of the habitable land on Earth for human agriculture and human civilization is out of balance. Pew. You can even take the destruction of nature a step further and bring it right to your home. And 
people, I am guilty of, of this very mistake that I'm about to describe to you. But think about our land and cities in, in suburbs. You know, you've got a plot of land. You put a house on it. Maybe that takes up a third of the plot. And then what do we do with the rest of our land? We usually plant a monocrop of grass. Grass doesn't support many insects or pollinators or other animals. We like it because it, it's fun to play on and kick a soccer ball on, but it's really not good for other species. And so we're not only encroaching into the natural world for agriculture and farmland, but we're completely destroying any chance of having some nature around us right in our very homes. And what you can do is so simple. Instead of having just fields of grass, plant areas with native plants that support pollinators and other insects and animals and fungi. Plant trees. Don't just go with the status quo grass. Do something that's going to support the health of nature and other ecosystems. Alright, that is part one of human destruction of Earth and its effects on our health. We talked a little bit about what is going on, and namely, humans destabilizing Earth, which is affecting our health and potentially and probably leading to a planet that will not support human civilization as we know it. We talked about a few major problems. We talked about global warming, and we talked about uh, the destruction of natural lands and the destruction of our forests. In part two, we're going to continue with the other planetary boundaries. And honestly, there's just a lot to cover in this episode. So I think it's going to be three parts, which is exciting because this is really important information that everyone should know about because the future of our planet and our species depend on it. Boop! Thank you so much for listening to the Full Scope Podcast and investing in your health. I'm Dr. Bill Randenberg. If you're enjoying the content, please rate, review, and share this content with all of your friends online and all your social media platforms. Please understand that this podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure your specific medical condition. This podcast does not create any type of doctor-patient relationship between myself, Dr. Brandenburg, and you, the listener. If you do need help with your life, with your health, with anything regarding your longevity or performance, please check out wondermedicine.com. Our longevity and performance program is the best in the world and is ready to help you right now today become the best possible individual you can be. Thanks. Bye-bye.